Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we could not be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Holly Stewart with two men in a truck. Welcome, Holly. Hey, Lee. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, before we get going too much, uh, I'm sure most people are familiar with two men in a truck, but tell us your story and how you're involved. Sure. Um, well, Two Men in a Truck is obviously a residential and commercial moving company. Um, we started up in Michigan in um, 1985, but I came onto the scene um, a little over 10 years ago. I actually was going to go back and get a graduate degree and figured maybe I shouldn't blow through all of my savings and go get a go get a job. So I interviewed for a customer service representative position, and as Timing would have it, um, a general manager position was open and that's the job I was offered. I called the my grad school and deferred my enrollment with full intention to still go to go back to do that, um, but fell in love with it. So um, was a general manager of a couple different two-man truck franchises. Um, my franchise was owned by a multi-franchise unit owner. And so um, opportunities became available for me to promote up within the system, um, eventually running 10 locations here in Atlanta um, across five franchises. And uh, then at in 2015, I was given the opportunity to begin buying him out. So I bought my first franchise um, then and then have kind of grown and currently own three franchises. So it's, it's, it's kind of a cool story. Just worked my worked really hard and worked my way up. So now after you've been doing this for a while um, and, and you got to the point where you kind of knew the business pretty well, what kind of was the pros and cons of saying, okay, I'm going to stay as a two men in a truck franchisee, or I'm going to spin up, you know, the Holly Stewart kind of moving company. Like what, did you even consider that? Or is it something that, Hey, they got this figured out and it's a fair deal. So I'm going to just keep doing this. Sure. That's a, that's a good question. Um, well, first, uh, I do have a franchise agreement, so um, there is a non-compete, and I'd have to take a couple years off if I were to do that before I re-entered back into the moving industry. Um, but ultimately, they have a really pretty good thing going on. They're um, the largest franchise moving company in the world, and they have really, really great brand power. 80% of the people that call us call us because they have friend and family referred them, they've used us personally before, or they've just seen our trucks. Um, so there's just a huge, huge, huge power in that. Um, I do, they give me enough freedom to run it like my own business. Um, but I get the the backing and the support of, of the entire system as well as, like I said, that brand, we don't have to do a tons of cold calling. Um, and all of our neighbors locally and, you know, throughout the United States, ha, um, manage manage their businesses really well with a high level of satisfaction. So people are usually pretty familiar with the brand and pretty, you know, have good experiences with it in an industry that really um, 
doesn't have, you know, it has a bad rep um, or it can, you know, there's some, some rogue apples in the mix. And so having that, you know, security that customers already have when they call us, um, cause we're not necessarily the store. You're just going to swing by on your way home and see if what we have available, you know, that, that proves to be really powerful. So, um, it wasn't really anything that I considered if I was going to branch off and do something my, my own, it would be that I've learned how to run a business and how to be successful. And I would start in a different industry versus trying to compete with them. So now in your work uh, with two men in a truck, uh, you, I guess you've been acquiring new territories. Is that how you typically grow is just keep uh, expanding your territory reach? Sure. Yeah, you can, you can definitely do that. that I, there's kind of two ways you can grow. One, you can grow within your territory, you know, continue to add more trucks and acquire more customers and kind of just grow um, the breadth of your business. Um, I have been doing that with my territories, but there have also been opportunities to um, buy other franchise territories, like you said. So I'm kind of increasing my footprint while I dive deeper within each, each territory as well. Um, there's not a lot of new territories in the Southeast that are pretty, we're pretty saturated. So I've just kind of taken advantage of some acquisitions as opportunities have come available to expand that footprint. But my focus normally is making ourselves stronger and getting that uh, market share that, you know, that, that already exists in our territory and taking that over. Now, is most of your business people moving kind of either residentially or commercially? Yep. Um, majority of our business is local residential moves. That being said, we do long distance moves and we do commercial moves as well. Um, we have started to, it's pretty exciting, good timing that we have this um, we get the chance to talk right now because we do have other offerings. We've traditionally um, always had packing in box and boxes as well, which is another stream of of revenue for us, but just another way to to help the customer. Those are things they're going to need. And here recently, we've started adding um, crate shipping, which is um, another alternative than exclusive exclusive use expedited service when you're going long distance we can take everything and move small amount of stuff long distance for a cheaper rate but still getting that high level service so that's been exciting and then the biggest thing that's the, the kind of really really earth shattering something totally different um but still fits the mold and works really well is our junk services and we've actually i just brought, brought in three new trucks to the area um, and I know some of my other Atlanta franchisees are doing the same thing. So offering junk services as well, because a lot of times when you move, not only on the front side, do you need the packing and boxes, but everything's not going from house A to house B, or when you're moving, um, your office, maybe there's furniture that needs to go to charity or go be junked or, or maybe you're just renovating your office and need to get rid of the old stuff and you're not even moving, you know? So sometimes it's not even, um, you know, sometimes they're not even tied together. So, so there's, those are some other ways that, that we kind of have, you know, other revenue streams. So, so how does the junk removal work? Like, so I'm in my house, say I'm going to move and I got, you know, I'm putting things in different piles, right? I got my pile of stuff I'm keeping that's going to make the move with me. I got maybe a big pile of stuff I'm going to donate to a charity and then another pile of junk. So how do I, I call you, you guys, and then you take 
the two piles of junk and charity, and then you send some to the charity and some to the landfill, or how does that work? Exactly. We try to be green when we can. So, um, and if you have the request to to give it to charity, that's something we would definitely will comply with. Um, giving back to community is one of our core values as well. So, um, so yeah, you would just give us a call and we have, we can do kind of have two services. We can come and just pick it up in your pile. If your pile's in your living room or, you know, wherever um, and take care of the junk exclusively. We actually have, like I said, kind of these um, dump trucks, kind of a more traditional to what you would see as a junk truck. Um, and we can come get that stuff by itself. Um, we have a curbside service where if say you're making those piles and you're like, I need to go ahead and get out. I just, and I don't even want to have people coming in and out of my house. We could come by and pick it up. You know, we could schedule an afternoon and we'll just come take it, take it for you and get, and get rid of it. Or if you had, like you mentioned, those three piles, we could also come with, you know, and schedule it all together. So moving truck comes and takes the moving stuff and we coordinate that with you. We go ahead and get you to sign the paperwork and then we take care, take care of, you know, the, the other two piles. There's a couple, couple different options, but you know, we can, we can make it work to, to where you're happy with it. But at the end, the stuff that you don't want, won't, you won't be stuck with, and you don't have to worry about coordinating it. One thing that we have really kind of found that is troublesome that well, obviously, what can you fit in your personal vehicle, right? And the trips back and forth. But the um, landfill isn't, um, or, or excuse me, the charity organizations aren't, are getting pickier, especially with COVID, because a lot of people have cleaned out their houses. And if you remember, they, some of them even shut down temporarily while, because they were just getting donations and couldn't have people shopping. Um, so that's really tricky for you to have to, to navigate if you're not familiar with it, things you think are going to go to, to Goodwill and then they're not. And then does the transfer station accept it or do you need to go to the landfill? All that stuff is just stuff that you don't need to be burdened with. Now, if, if I'm going to do the curbside, um, do you provide those kind of like big giant plastic baggy things that I can put stuff in or like how does the logistically, how am I putting this stuff out in the curb? You're literally just putting it right up on the curb. Um, you know, if you have a stuff that needs to get bagged, you could totally throw it in a bag or throw it in a box. If you needed us to provide a box, we certainly could. Um, so you don't have to, you know, worry about tons of smaller loose items. Um, most people who are having us do the stuff, uh, do curbside, it's bigger pieces. So we're taking a beat up recliner, an old desk, a couple dog cages, a wardrobe that's kind of starting to fall apart, and a pile of five or six boxes where they've just kind of thrown junk in there. So now is this service available to all of the territories that you work in now or just a handful? Yeah. So um, it's actually, we are the way the way that our franchise works, we are not we don't have to exclusively run within our territory. It's mainly just a marketing territory. So it's really cool for the customers because it means that you can be anywhere in the Atlanta metro area, whether you're technically sitting in my territory or not. Give me a call and we can service you. So my territories have the equipment ready to go. Some of my neighboring territories do as well. If you you're not in those that shouldn't stop you. We can still come out there and, and get you taken care of. So territory lines is something that I, as a business owner, deal and think in, but the consumers don't have to think about that at all. So if you are interested, you would literally just pick up your phone, call call the closest two men in a truck and 
say, do you offer junk? And if they say no, then say, well, can you, can you tell me someone who does? Cause I have some junk here and want two men in a truck to help me, help me with it. Um, and, and, and most of us, if not all of us, um, I know in it, in moving, we can't do it because we're regulated and junk. It's a little different, um, but the price isn't going to be di- dramatically different. Which franchise, which franchise you're calling in regards to how far you are away. So that's something that customers don't always understand um, that we're going to come out and provide the service. It doesn't necessarily depend how far away we are from each other. So now, is did the pandemic or is the pandemic affecting kind of the the rhythm of moving or did people move in and around the same kind of rhythm that they did historically? You know, it's so funny you mentioned the word rhythm because, I mean, we were definitely affected by the pandemic and the rhythm is what was most affected. Um, our busy, we have a, we are very seasonal. So we start to ramp up in the spring. We're high busy in the summer, you know, when everybody's out of school and has the ability to move get out there and enjoy the warm weather, the long days, shop, shop for your house. And then our slow season is obviously the winter. So we were coming out of our slow season, getting ready to ramp up and staff and um, get ready. So we are well equipped to handle the busy season. And then the pandemic hit. So it really, so then it slowed down kind of our normal bell curve of revenue and the, but it also slowed down and really put a kink in our, in our hiring rhythm. So we could hire quickly, but with, with enough time to make sure that we were giving the, um, the new staff the appropriate training and safety and all those things. And then if you remember, like it kind of, everyone sort of froze for a while and then was kind of like, actually, we're going to have to get out and get moving and, and moving was, you know, it's an essential business. It was deemed essential and some people, you know, had to move. So we, so we, we sort of really took this big dip for a slowdown and then the customers were right back and they were right back during our busy season, but our, like you said, our rhythm had been messed up as far as staffing. So um, it sort of flattened our curve um, that we normally see, but then it extended it because people are working from home. So they didn't have to take as much time off being home to coordinate a move or some other home services or even a junk service wasn't as big of a deal as it was when, you know, you were, having to, you know, get back up to, you know, Kennesaw when you work downtown or something like that, that'd be a big, big ordeal. But if you're working from home, it's not. So not only did it flatten it in the summer, it sort of extended it. Um, it extended it through, through the fall or through the, yeah, through the fall and into the winter. So it's been, it's not our normal rhythm. It's not our normal curves that we're used to, but it's been kind of interesting and, and fun to, to adjust to. Now, tell us a little bit about the Movers for Moms campaign that um, you do around Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. So that's coming up. It's pretty cool. Um, like I said before, our um, one of our core values is giving back to the community. It's, it's how we were started. We were, we were actually started by um, a single mother back, like I said, in 1985. Um, and we came up with this Movers for Moms initiative that's been running, I think, about 10 years or even more. Um, And so around Mother's Day in April and May, we partner with local shelters um, where mothers are living, mothers and and normally their children. Um, And, you know, we're thinking about, man, am I going to get pretty flowers or a nice lunch? What's going to happen on Mother's Day? And these women are just focusing on surviving. And so we partner with shelters. We go and we find local donation sites all throughout the city and set up our boxes with big 
um, purple flyers and all this kind of stuff. And we collect um, basic household good needs, basic hygiene, shampoos, conditioners, um, all the things that they would need to make them, um, you know, that the shelter needs to, to give them give them those those kind of household items. Um, and then we coordinate the delivery with Mother's Day to make it something special and to, to make sure that they're seen. Um, their life may not look kind of like your and my life does, but but they're still worth celebrating and, and we need to take a minute to pause and and look out for those those other women in the community. So that's really I'm I'm obviously a woman, I'm a mom. Um, and so you know this is near and dear to my heart and I love I love that that our company does this. Well, um, Holly, thank you so much for the work that you do. It's important work and we appreciate you. If somebody wants to learn more, uh, you know, if they have a move or if they have junk or, you know, pretty much anything where two men in a truck would be the answer, what is the website and the best way to get a hold of you or somebody on your team? Sure. You can call any of our offices. Um, our, the, probably the easiest way these days is to just go hop online, go on to two men in a truck.com. You can plug in your zip code and it'll show you the closest two men in a truck to you. Um, give us a call. We'd be happy to talk to you or you can just fill out your request online and, and it's, you know, you can kind of build it and see it, how it works. And, and like I said, we're, we're right here on the back end wanting to, to follow up with you, make sure you're good. So just reach out to us, two men in a truck.com and we'll get you squared away. Well, Holly, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Sure. Thank you. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. And remember, this work could not be done without the support of our sponsor, OnPay. Please support them so we can continue to share these important stories. Today's episode of Atlanta Business Radio is brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com.